Welcome, listeners. You've got it locked into the latest episode of Michigan Soccer Central, your source for soccer here in the Great Lakes State. How's it going? My name is Robert Kerr, your host of the Michigan Soccer Central podcast. Busy time in soccer in Michigan. It is high school postseason time beginning this week, and we've got two fantastic interviews from the high school soccer world. High school goal-scoring record breaker on the show, Kevin Hubble, as well as head coach for the league-topping Clawson Trojans. First, before we get to those awesome interviews, some notables from around the Great Lakes State. Over the weekend, the professional in-state derby, NISA teams, Detroit City FC, takes down the Michigan Stars 1-0 on Saturday afternoon. A 1-0 affair, pretty tight throughout. Uh, one moment of great quality separated the two teams on the day. I'd say th- that that was an excellent play in the second half for Detroit City FC, who had a crowd of just over 4,000 at Keyworth Stadium on the Awesome, really wonderful afternoon um, weather-wise and whatnot. It was a 58th-minute goal. Uh, Like I said, the best moment of quality in the game when winger Darwin Espinal received a pass on the left touchline and uh, did a quick half-turn, spun around his defender, got uh, to the edge of the box, and played an Excellent quality cross along the floor to around the penalty spot area where uh, really midfield standout Maxi Rodriguez put the, the, the ball in the back of the net with uh, real composure and quality and then saw the rest of the game out really did Detroit. Um, the Stars, I think, were getting better. They had a midweek game, so maybe it would have even been even more competitive had uh, they been on equal rest. But I think that the, the Stars, if they get some quality play from the forward position, could be a uh, real threat in the uh, second half of the NISA season. Um, elsewhere in Michigan soccer, there was uh, there is some um, big college action coming up. Uh, University of Michigan and Wisconsin play on Friday night in Ann Arbor, Wisconsin is in second place in the Big Ten with 10 points. Michigan can climb up the uh, standings. They are only three points away in fourth place. Michigan State women's soccer program is having an outstanding year thus far. Four wins, one tie, one loss. Uh, definitely notable, beating Ohio State 1-0 over the weekend. Sitting in third place in the Big Ten. Uh, 9-1-3 overall, and a huge uh, for uh, Coach Jeff Hosler in his first year. Um, That program's had some difficult times making it to the Big Ten tournament. Um, They do have some challenges ahead of them, as uh, they still have yet to play Michigan. uh, Nationally ranked number 8th Rutgers, then Maryland, then Penn State. Uh, So, awesome... uh, soccer going on uh, collegiately in Michigan. 
Um, another notable result also sent in from our uh, scout on uh, in in the Michigan Soccer Central Collective. Uh, Brooks Lambier also told me to make a note of the Michigan National Girls ECNL 08 team. They beat the Philadelphia Union 08 team on Saturday 2-1. to one. Uh, a, a huge win as that Philly Union side uh, is very highly regarded. So big win for the Michigan Nationals 08 side. Uh, congrats to them on uh, knocking that out. And that was a nominee for uh, this week's Michigan Soccer Central We Are Soccer Team of the Week. Collect nominations and celebrate one team of the week from around Michigan who's either done outstanding work on the field or off the field. As in this week, we got a heartfelt note from a coach that uh, I I just really, really want to read out on uh, this podcast. Um, We've been sent nominees before for teams for team of the week but this note was uh just fantastic um really touching that uh, a coach would write like this uh coach dave schultz of this week's team of the week which is the saint paul on the lake jv girls soccer team coach dave schultz wrote us a note um i hope he's okay with me reading it out here but um he submitted them. Uh, this JV team are uh, third through sixth graders. Uh, they are with a record of one six and two when he sent this note in, and in a three-game non-losing streak. And for the eight first eight games of the season, they only had eleven girls on the team, and they played their hearts out. He notes that they have improved greatly game after game, and he's extremely proud of their dedication to the team. He notes that uh, they won their first game in just over two years uh, last weekend and that their team uh, is the consummate team. No one puts each other down. Everyone helps each other, and they all lift each other up and stuck with each other when there was uh, lots of losses, and now um, they're starting to see the fruit of their labor. So thank you, Coach Dave Schultz, the We Are Soccer, Michigan Soccer Central Team of the Week, St. Paul on the Lake JV Girls. If you want to send a nomination, uh, send us a DM, either account Michigan Soccer Central or We Are Soccer. We accept DMs, and in each week we pick a winner for Team of the Week. Um, Coming up this weekend, it's the Michigan State Youth Soccer Station Girls State Cup. So I'm sure there will be plenty of teams uh, to give themselves an opportunity to be uh, picked in next week's team of the week. All right, that's probably enough of me for now. I want to get to these feature interviews now. Uh, We're going to hear from the Mac Blue Champion coach, Dan Wickham. He's got the Clawson Trojans flying high. But first, we're going to talk to Benzie Central striker, Kevin Hubble, who broke the national record for most goals in a game. Welcome back, listener, to Michigan Soccer Central. Catching up now and following up on an outstanding headline from last week's program, uh, we brought you the news that high school senior Kevin Hubble broke the national and the Michigan scoring records. Uh, Joining us now from Benzie Central High School, uh, striker Kevin Hubble, welcome to Michigan Soccer Central. 
Thank you for having me. I really appreciate this. So, um, tell me a little bit about uh, uh, Benzie Central High School and your team. Like, I guess where where that's located in the state, and uh, more about the team. Uh, so yeah, so Benzie's Benzie's a I'd say a smaller school. Uh, my class size is seventy nine. Um, we're located. If you take out your hand, like all Michiganders do, we're kind of at the base of the pinky. Um, a uh, beautiful area. We're right by the sand dunes. Um, and we're definitely on the smaller side of like school size for sure. Um, my team, uh, has, has done pretty well this season. Uh, I absolutely love my teammates and just the amount of support that they've given me throughout everything and the amount of support that I've just received from my entire school. I'm just really blessed that I've been able to, um, grow in this environment for the past four years. And so your name uh, came up on the, the headlines from a game you played in on September 29th versus Kingsley, where you broke the Michigan uh, scoring record and the National High School soccer scoring record, netting 16 times um, in just, I believe, 29 minutes of play. Uh, can you kind of walk us through? Oh, congratulations, first of all, on the accomplishment. Thank you. <laughs> um, but kind of like walk us through, like, what did that look like? Uh, so I came in the game and, uh, you know, the first 10 minutes I scored eight goals. Um, my, my teammate just kept sending me through balls and, uh, I just, I'd get one V ones or one V twos and, uh, I'd, I'd, I'd beat him with speed or a quick move. And then I'd, I'd, uh, pass it right past the keeper. And, uh, after I like realized how quick that was, um, uh, my coach told me, he said the national record is 14. And I was just shocked at the time. And I, I realized that that was in my reach. I, I mean, I was just going for a state record. That's all I really wanted the entire season. And, uh, uh, I mean, I got close with the most consecutive hat tricks. I got, I think, second in the state. I had, I had eight consecutive hat tricks and then third in the nation, which is still pretty good. But, you know, I just wanted something that I could say that was mine. And so, I mean, after those 10 minutes, I really just – push for it and my teammates were super supportive and they just kept sending me through balls and putting me in, in, in perfect positions to be able to achieve that. Um, so, so how did that go? So, so it was just like one after another, you score, you go back and you steal the ball, go back and do it again, sort of a routine. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, just back and forth and we'd get possession back and then we'd, we'd have our midfielders send me a couple through balls and, and, uh, I just put them away. So what kind of a player are you? Obviously you're a striker and uh, you mentioned speed and some moves. Like, uh, I guess if you were to describe yourself, uh, what kind of a player are you? Uh, I would first, I, I mean, my, my natural position is definitely attacking mid or, or left wing. Uh, it's definitely difficult to play your preferred position in high school. I uh, really just have to do what's best for the team. But I'm, I, I would say I'm a pretty uh, crafty player with the, my body feints and the, the movement I have around the ball, especially with the moves. And I am pretty, uh, pretty speedy. So yeah, I mean, I make a pretty good left winger uh, with my runs and everything. I, I make a solid left winger, and uh, my playmaking style is is pretty, pretty solid, which also makes me a, a pretty good uh, attacking mid as well. Uh, yeah, you mentioned uh, you came uh, pretty close to the consecutive hat tricks. A record to so eight games in a row you scored uh three times so what is your uh total of the season at right now right now it's 52 
52 goals in, do you know how many games? Uh, I think it's 15. I believe 15. so. Yep. So 15 goal or 52 goals in 15 games. Um, <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, that's, that's quite the tally. I'm looking through, um, the season of results. It seems like, um, uh, there, there's a, a wide variety of results, uh, wins and losses for your school. Like, I guess, can you describe, um, in general, what the, the level of competition is in your conference and kind of, um, how that reflects on this year compared to your uh, previous seasons in high school? Uh, so, I mean, the skill level is definitely spread out uh, unevenly in, in many areas. I mean, some games will will win, you know, 17 to 0, and then some games will, will get merged 8 0, 9 0, etc. Um, it's definitely, it, 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 I would not say it's consistent throughout the year. It hasn't really been consistent. We've kind of been the underdogs or the wild, like, I guess the wild cards with many, many teams and many games. Um, I mean, that's just how it's been, how it's been uh, playing high school. I mean, I, for the past four years. So it, that's kind of been the trend uh, this year kind of follows the same trends as throughout your career in high school. I, I would say this year, honestly, it, the, the, it, it's been a little more crazy. Uh, I, I mean, I remember like sophomore and freshman year, the, the games would be like 3-2 or 3-1 or more, I mean, lower scoring games, which, I mean, in the past season, the past couple games, we've we've had some pretty high scoring games on both both sides of the, the field. And then, so, um, how does the remainder of the, this actually, um, yeah, how does the remainder of the season look? Uh, so, I just had senior night tonight. Uh, didn't go too hot. We got we got mercy by Glen Lake again, but my district game is Wednesday against Kalkaska, and that looks like it's pretty promising. But you know, you never know. Uh, you always got to go into those games with so, just a hundred percent effort. Um, and then after that, it's it really depends on I think Boyne City and Elk Rapids. So you guys are definitely in the mix. You got some some postseason play to look forward to. You said Wednesday, and then if that goes the way you want, what would what when would the subsequent game be then? Uh, not too sure. Uh, it, it I'm assuming it'd either be Friday or the following Monday. Okay, so uh, so so life could get pretty interesting. Uh, uh, with a win in in Kalkaska, you say? No, we're, we're playing at home. All that okay, so uh, a home playoff game on Wednesday. Uh, uh, all the best for that. Um, so, have you played all four years uh, in the varsity at school? Yeah, yeah. We we only have a varsity team. We don't have JV. Okay, so so I get me in a class of seventy nine. It's a pretty small school. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> I read an article that uh, at one of your preseason camps. Uh, you only had three players come, and then I also read an article that uh, uh, on the the game where you broke the record, you only had uh, one guy on the bench. Um, so how how did you guys uh, manage to put together the team when you only had three during the, the OTAs or off season um, practices? Yeah, so the the first practice was was for sure a little bit disappointing. Um, I I, get, I got there and I was just, I was expecting you know a a, a bigger outcome. Um, and I get there and there's only, there's only three kids. And I realized like at that moment, if I do want a high school career, like I have to reach out 
and I have to take that leadership role and really just try my best to get as many kids to come out because obviously the more the more the merrier. Um, and we've been able to field, uh, you know, 12, 13 players consistently. Uh, after that, I mean, our first game we played with eight players. Our second game we played with 10. And then I think after that we were able to, to field 11 every single time. Uh, but it's definitely been difficult having low substitutes and having, I guess, no depth. Uh, the, the players who I have on the field are who I have the entire game. Um, so we can't really do much of, of a variety of things. It's, it's mostly just working on the key details and being consistent throughout the entire uh, time that we play. So what was the pitch that uh, got some boys uh, to come out for the team? You know, I, I, I had a couple senior boys not coming, and I, I said, hey, I mean, remember last year, uh, we, we had a ton of fun, like the bus rides, like, you're going to miss it, and, you know, it's, it's, your last, it's your last year, like, might as well play. Um, same thing with uh, some of the, the uh, juniors as well. Um, I mean, I know they enjoyed it the previous year. It was just more me having to reach out and them realizing that they need to get, get out and, and start practicing. So you, so you willed them into uh, the journey with you. That That's pretty awesome. That That's, that's pretty cool. I did that. And it's pretty wild that uh, you only fielded eight in the first game. So did you play an eight versus 11 or did they play uh, to eight to eight? They, they played, it was eight to 10. They, oh, so they, one. they pulled off one. Yeah. And, and so when you have eight players, like uh, what was that formation on the field? Uh, I think it was a, th- Three three one, or sorry, yeah, three three one. I think is what we ran. And so, so in the in your school and in, in uh, your region, um, there's a lot of uh, what do you call it uh, adaptability that you have to have based on your circumstances and the players that you have on your side, like you really have to adjust to, to the moment. If it, you, you got to play with what you got essentially, huh? Yeah. Yeah. You really have to adapt to, to that. Like the only play style there, there's very limited play styles that my team is able to run, which everyone has to sort of adapt to and realize that that's going to be the easiest transition for the entire team. And for, for new kids, these freshmen that are coming up, this is going to be the best route to, to take. And what is that? Uh, we, we, we run a, a pretty uh, tight back. Uh, we have to run a, a stopper and sweeper, mostly because we have a, a very young uh, uh, defensive line, which um, they, they've been fantastic all year, like absolutely nothing against them. But they still have a little bit to learn, um, especially with uh, checking the shoulder and, 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 just, and just being aware of the uh, other players around them. So we've had to run a stopper sweeper just to make sure that uh, you know we didn't we don't have too many through balls uh, played on us, and I'd, I'd say that's definitely what it is. Do the, the the schools that you play against often have those sort of number scenarios where they have to to, to improvise? Um, I would say no. Like a majority of the teams that we've played have a full bench of you know eight six. They I mean they have a, a lot of subs. Um, I, there's been very very few games where where teams have have looked like like us. Really, so so you truly are the underdogs, uh, like you said at the, at the beginning of our conversation. That uh, <laughs> if if you have uh, just a, a a very very short bench, you're definitely um, coming in as the underdogs like that. 
Um, I wanted to ask you, so, so what, um, kind of has been your best source of development getting you to, um, this, this goal scoring, uh, spot? I would say, um, Nordstorm, my, my travel club in Traverse City and ODP have really helped a ton with my development as a player. Also, just the consistency and my work ethic that I've put into the sport. Uh, it's, it's mostly because of passion that I just, I just absolutely love soccer. And it's something that I can do all the time inside my house, outside with friends. Uh, uh, I mean, it's helped a ton. It's always been there for me, and it's just something I kind of can rely on. And so I've just always, I guess, worked pretty hard at it. What is the general uh, attitude towards soccer up there? Uh, I'm based in uh, southeast Michigan. And in certain niches, you know, <laughs> I guess I found my soccer bubble. But you can go out that people don't know anything. Up in uh, the rural areas, like, what is the general interest in soccer like? Uh, I, it, it is high. It is for sure high. And that's, um, it's just the skill is definitely spread out throughout the area um i mean each high school has those star players uh it's not really a full well-rounded team but when we come all to come together for for this travel team we do have a solid team like a, a, a pretty good team i could say which is you know people would always think oh they're from up north like they're not going to be that good you know but just the, like our skill is just spread out and we just feel a, a pretty solid travel team and so in the fall, you play for high school. So, and in your travel team, uh, you said, well, what was the name of it? Traverse City, what? Nordstorm. Nordstorm. Okay. So do you see a lot of those players that your teammates on the club, they, you see them uh, through the season in high school, like uh, uh, other teams? So a majority of them play for either West or Central. Um, those are actually some pretty, pretty solid uh, high school teams. I mean, West has gone to the finals two years in a row now or something like that. But I do have a couple friends that are on so that some of the teams I've played, uh, like the, the team I played today, I had a, I had a couple buddies on there and it's always fun. It's, it's always super nice to see them and just joke around uh, and just have fun playing the sport. So with high school soccer in the fall, um, what season do you play travel? Uh, travel would be, we have practices in the winter and then we just play during the spring. So, okay, so the soccer keeps you busy um, for a good portion of the year. So where uh, where does the ODP part come in? So ODP is, um, honestly, it's almost year-round. I'd say it stops during the end of summer, and there's – and the – throughout high school season. Uh, other than that, ODP is, is, is basically year round. So for the listeners, um, who don't know the acronym, ODP is Olympic development program. And I'm actually curious. I don't know, um, a whole lot myself, not being an elite player in any way. <laughs> I don't have to any firsthand experience of it. So explain to us like, um, how you joined it and what it entails being part of it. So I joined it about six years ago, um, and I, I heard it from one of my friends. And essentially what it is, it's the kids from the same state will all go try out somewhere, and then there will be a pool of, like, 32 who's made the team. They'll have winter trainings to see who makes the final cut. And then 
once you've made the actual state team, you can try out for the regional team, which is the my region would be the Midwest, and it's like 16 states. So we basically have uh, 18 players from each state, from those 16 states, all come, and we all try out for a regional team, and then that regional team will play down in Florida uh, for a spot on the national team, on the ODP national team. And then how does the national ODP team, like, correlate with, like, the U.S. men's team? Uh, there used to be a, a more significant correlation, but with the outburst of, like, EPL, or, um, sorry, uh, MLS Next and uh, all these, like, I guess, major leagues, uh, the correlation is kind of is, is less significant now, but it's still just extreme exposure for those that are that live in these rural areas and don't have big clubs that they can play on or rely on. Understood. Um, yeah, there's a lot of parallel pathways uh, up that way now, or elite pathways. So you, so you were talking about there's a, there's a, a get together in the winter to find the Michigan team. So um, do you have to, you said that you've been in the program for six years. So every winter you have to like retry out. Uh, yeah, so every year you'll, you'll have to retry out um, in the summer, but there's 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 these winter trainings just to make the state team and go to the regional the camp. And then you're you're looking to do that once again this winter? Uh, so th- this past year was my, my final year. I'm on the end stretch of the my, my final year, which I made the state team, I made the regional team, and I'm heading down to Florida in November uh, 16th through the 20th. November 16th to the 20th. And if, and then, so when you guys play down there, scouts are looking for individuals or is it like if the regional team wins said tournament, they then became the national. It's, it's scout out individual players. I see. I see. So, um, I guess, uh, how, how are you feeling about that? And what all will you have to do down in, you said 16th to 18th of November? Yeah, uh, 16th to the 20th. 16th to the 20th November. Oh, so uh, it's, a, it's a decent stay down there. So what all will they have you do? And how are you feeling about that? Uh, in the past years, uh, I've gotten, I've, I've been invited to the ODP national or the national tryouts for the past three years. The first year, uh, my confidence level was really lacking. Um, I think that was a, a major factor in why I, I did play pretty poor, I could say. Um, and then the past year, it got canceled due to COVID. But I've worked tremendously hard and focused on a lot of uh, areas of my game that game that have been uh, subpar or are very poor. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling pretty confident. Um, I really hope that I can stay healthy. And I really hope that I'm able to stay in shape for this um and I'm, I'm really really excited to to be able to be a part of that uh between your uh postseason for high school and um this odp tournament you got you got a big fall ahead of you kevin yeah yeah for sure and so you're you're taking care of yourself you're you're trying to stay as fit as possible for that um i guess in your mind like what do you have to do to get yourself selected in november do you think um, I just, I really have to be a standout player and I just got to make, like, understand that every player makes mistakes and it just depends on how, how I react to, to those mistakes. 
Um, I just got to play my game, and I, I I understand that I'm a I'm a solid player, and if I just play my game, I I'll, I believe I'll have a, a pretty good chance in uh, in uh, making the team. We were looking ahead a little bit there. Um, what uh, what kind of got you into soccer in the first place? Like, what's the origin story? Uh, so, so my mother, my mother's Colombian. So soccer is, I mean, obviously a big deal in South America, uh, as a whole, but family is for sure what, what really started my, my passion for soccer. Um, my family in Colombia, I mean, that's something that everyone really bond bonds well over. And my family here, um, me and my brother would, would play soccer outside every single day. He, he'd push me and he, he's what sparked the flame inside of me that that grew into to my my ever everlasting flame for for soccer um that was just something we really bonded over and then something that was always there and we could always do it was never it was it was always in our reach like we always had a soccer ball and we always had a backyard to play in so all right all right yeah the, the family connection that'll definitely do it uh so did you visit down to Colombia or like i guess do you remember the first moment was it just playing or did someone like put a game on tv or do you remember how that started yeah i remember a couple significant moments uh there's a funny one um i just remember being in the backyard with my brother and me like consistently losing and getting pretty upset at him and uh we just stay out there and he'd, he'd make bets with me like Hey, you. We can go back inside, and you can play video games if you beat me first. And that'd take two to three hours, and until he felt bad. Uh, another significant moment was when I was in Colombia, and I was with my cousins, and we were just playing street soccer. And I just like looking back at that. That was that is one of the coolest experiences I can say I've I've ever I've ever had. Just me some American boy just playing street soccer with with my cousins and a bunch of of their friends, like just outside in the street. That sounds awesome. That sounds awesome. Um, we, we bounced back and forth a little bit, but I wanted to ask, um, do, what are your plans beyond, uh, this fall? You got, you got a big fall ahead of you, but, uh, uh, do you have plans for college or yeah, what's, what's beyond that? Yeah. Uh, I'm planning to play, play college ball for sure. Uh, I have a couple, uh, offers and talks that I'm, I'm pretty excited about. And, uh, I'm just really hoping that, um, you know, I have a good standout season and, you know, I just, I just want to play soccer for as long as I can. That's really the end goal. With the rise, uh, I, I'm, I'm big into, uh, uh, the summer club, um, ball and the, the rise of the teams that keep popping up here and there. And the main flagship, I guess, in the state for, uh, like kind of independent soccer or summer soccer was Detroit City FC. Do any of those teams like Grand Rapids or Kalamazoo or Flint um, having uh, uh, summer seasons, does that have an impact on you or uh, any uh, guys on the team of your age? Because that wasn't something that was always around, especially when I was growing up. Yeah, it's actually, it's actually like extremely uh, helpful. Um, I've talked to a couple of college coaches and they really – I mean, they have their players play on those summer teams just to make sure that when they go into fall season that they're not only fit, but they've been kicking a ball around all summer. Um, so if I could play on one of those teams before I, uh, I played college ball, that's going to be pretty huge for me and uh, pretty, pretty, pretty positive. 
And so, so you guys uh, on your team, like you, you're aware of that. You kind of follow along at all. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I follow a couple pages and uh, I, uh, I see, I see it here and there on the, on the soccer, soccer news channels that I follow. All right. Um, so you, you've scored a lot of goals. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing it's hard to remember every single one of them, but I do like to ask uh, passionate soccer people on the program before I let them go. Um, can you uh, tell the story of the favorite goal that you've scored so far or uh, the favorite goal that you've seen? Uh, that's actually a super difficult question because when I play, I don't, I don't like think so. I can't, I don't really remember a majority of my goals, but Huh. I if would that's say, difficult, maybe something you've seen, but go on, sorry. I would say I think it was sophomore year when we went to district finals or freshman, freshman or sophomore year. I scored one of the tying goals and I thought that was extremely sick because like all my friends were celebrating with me and whatnot, and uh that led us into the finals, which I, I thought was pretty cool. Um so, yeah, I could say that. So that was definitely like the your like a step up moment of your high school career. Yeah, I, I would say so. And then if you were to 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 close your eyes and because I remember when I was a little kid, I might have even dreamed more of like the celebration than the goal itself. But uh, when you close your eyes, what would be the goal that you'd absolutely love to score? So I've been I've been trying to hit a bicycle kick for like the entire season. Like I've. I almost hit one against um, uh, North Bay. It like I hit the bike, but it it hit the tip of my toe, so it it went up instead of towards the goal. Um, so a bicycle kick would be really cool, or just a like perfect set piece. Do you do you take the set pieces for your team? Uh, depending on the how far it is, yeah. And so do you consider perfect to be like what? over the wall and top 90 so yeah so either like over the wall like met like Lionel Messi just a nice little curve right over the wall and it dips perfectly in the corner or just some some insane knuckleball well thank you very much for sharing that those all sound like uh awesome goals and I hope you have plenty of opportunities to um fulfill those dream goals and then maybe uh even even that uh bicycle kick uh one day it's well, going to uh, happen, hopefully. It's going to happen. Well, if you keep on scoring like this, uh, hopefully you'll get that uh, in your uh, collection of goals. Uh, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, Kevin Hubble, senior at Benzie Central High School and the record holder for most goals in a high school soccer game in the United States of America. Kevin, thank you so much for joining Michigan Soccer Central. Thank you so much for having me. I really, really appreciate it. And best of luck with your big fall ahead, too. Thank you. listener into Michigan Soccer Central podcast. I'm excited to be joined 
by another high school coach finding success and continuing our series of conversations with high school coaches as we're into uh, championship week. I'm excited to welcome the varsity head coach uh, from Clawson High School. They clinched Co-Mac Blue Division champions, uh, splitting it with Frazier. They clinched it on Monday. Uh, I'd like to welcome in uh, head coach Dan Wickham. Hey, Robert. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm great. Uh, congratulations on uh, the successful league campaign. Hey, thank you very much, and uh, thanks for inviting me on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, when I saw, uh, I follow Clawson uh, Varsity Soccer, and once I saw that was uh, clinched, I, I had to reach out. We are uh, really in the thick of the height, the height of the high school season, or you just finished uh, your regular season on Monday. Why don't you uh, walk us through how you got yourselves to an uh, 8-1-1 one one league uh, record and the uh, the title? We opened up our uh, season at the uh... Bartoshuk Invitational at Country Day, and um, we had a pretty pretty good schedule there and a, a pretty good showing. We were one and two with solid results um, across the board. And, uh, you know, we, we make a heavy schedule for the boys just to um, give them some opportunities to fail because I think that's the best way they can succeed later in the season. And uh, we went through a rough spot rough uh, patch of games there losing I believe four straight five straight maybe against some quality opponents and uh, then we got right into the league season after that and after we lost five straight I think out of the next 11 we were like eight one and two or something like that so it really uh, we took off from there you know we took our licking and we took off. I spoke with another coach uh, a couple weeks ago talking about uh, that early um, non-league uh, schedule can really set you up um, if 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 you take it as a challenge. Like you uh, you had an eight one and one record in the league play after having that really tough um, non-league schedule. You had a nine six and two overall record, and then so you're saying those challenges of like uh, playing uh, up a level uh, really set you up to uh, hit your stride. Yeah, yeah, I really do believe that. Um, you know, we we went through a stretch where we played Rochester, then uh, Utica Ford, then Royal Oak, and then we played Eisenhower. Uh, those were our four four games in a row of uh, higher level D one teams. And um, outside of you know Rochester and and Ford, we we really kind of uh, were competing and we were in the games. And it's it's also nice because it gives us an opportunity to play different styles of soccer. Um, for any kind of uh, challenge we have in the state playoffs. So, yeah, it's just different kind of soccer when you're playing against high-level teams like that. And um, we're always up for the challenge. I know I am. I know the boys are. So we just like to be able to run with those teams and and uh, and show people what we can do. Yes, only one loss in your last 11. Uh, uh, going on an absolute tear uh, since uh, really the calendar turned to uh, – September absolutely ripping through your league uh, season. What what was the composition of your team? Like how many seniors did you get? And like how 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 did your team come together? Um. Well, after last season, uh, we lost one senior, so I had pretty much the the whole team coming back, and then um, a player that I had coached in the past 
that was that goes to Clawson decided not to play soccer his first two years of school and um, he came back for his junior year and he stepped right into the starting lineup so we lost a player and we gained one um, we gained a starter as well so just returning um, really the core group of players this senior and junior class right now is pretty pretty special and um, when they're firing all cylinders they're they're a very tough group to play against. Uh, following uh, Clawson uh, Varsity Soccer um, account on Twitter, uh, whenever I see results, there's a name that seems to be in the score sheet um, every game. Alex Cordon. Um, what kind of a player is he? Uh, he's electric. Really, he is. Um, if, if I had to pick one word, it would be that. He... Um... You know, when, when he has the ball, you think fireworks are going to happen, whether whether he's uh, um, sucking three defenders over to him and, and laying it off or, or he's taking them, three of them all the way down to the box and putting one on net. He uh, He's a game changer for sure, and uh, we're thrilled to have him, obviously. He's a, he's a hell of a player. Um, so is there a, uh, a junior varsity at, uh, in the Clawson program? No, no, we don't have a junior varsity. We actually uh, – we have just the varsity level and um, with the small school having 400, about 400 kids go to it. Um, we don't, I mean, we're, we have that small school problem as far as just getting players. So we, you know, you have what comes out on day one and, and you roll with it. So um, yeah, we're just right now we're in a good spot. You know, it's just we have what we have and we, and we love what we have. So that's that's how we fire off. Uh, for listeners unfamiliar, uh, Clawson is uh, a very small town, about two square miles wedged in between uh, Royal Oak and Troy uh, in the northern metro Detroit uh, suburbs. Um, like almost like a small town surrounded by uh, uh, sprawling uh, suburban towns. So it, it has smaller numbers. And so when you were putting your t- team together over the summer, how many kids came out? Um, any, I would have to tell you that any kind of um, session that I had put together, uh, I had probably 20, 21 players coming out and I, and I have that on the roster right now. So I pretty much had full participation, um, anything that I had on the schedule. So how, how many uh, players uh, were on varsity this year, I guess? Like, were you able to, to, to I have, have a full I have bench? I 21 and... on the roster, yeah. I have 21 on the roster. I had 21 show up to tryouts, and I have 21 on the roster. So with a, a large uh, junior to senior class, and it sounds like your, your team was pretty experienced uh, um, heading into the year, a lot of familiarity with the group. Uh, were there any freshmen that uh, jumped in and surprised you? Um, no, I don't have, I don't have any surprises on that level, but, um, as far as day-to-day improvement and, um, and effort and understanding the game and and my system, there's been improvement there, but nothing that really, uh, knocked my socks off. So for, uh, maybe some middle school players or someone that, uh, they're at that turning point age where, are we going to take this seriously or not? Um, what what could you say to a player that hasn't quite uh, reached high school yet? Uh, if if they kind of have aspirations to hit varsity, uh, you know, just just come out to a game and and check out the environment and and see the guys that are on the team now working hard and uh, trying to achieve a common goal. Um, and if that's something you want to be a part of, um, by all means, that it's something you should shoot for, and we'd love to have you. I mean, any any coach, 
for that matter, um, would probably send that same message out there. So what would you, at what point of the season did you have a, like an aha moment when you, you knew that you were going to have a special year? Um, to be honest with you, I, I thought that, um, I thought that in like July, to be honest with you, June, July, like, I mean, I can even go back as far as, um, late October last year when we lost to Grozeal in the regional final game, uh, one nil, uh, you know, you, you, you reflect on the game and then you, uh, me, I'm the kind of guy that's able to put it behind me real quick and, and look at, look what's next. Right. And. I knew what we had coming back and I knew the drive that these boys have. And I knew that they wanted to work as much as they possibly can throughout the summer and off season and just get back on the pitch and try to achieve uh, what we fell short of last year. So I knew pretty early that this was going to be a special group and uh, hopefully, you know, ho- hopefully uh, it, it goes different this year. I know you have a pretty lengthy uh, history uh, tied to Clausen. Um, well, yeah, what's your path to uh, being the um, head coach of uh, Clausen High School Soccer? Hmm. Um, well, I grew up in Clausen. I was lived there for about 20, 20 plus years. Uh, I did graduate from Clausen High School. I went there my junior and senior year. Uh, prior to that, I, I was uh, um, at Bishop Foley. And, uh, you know, I was driving through the town one day and a buddy of mine was coaching a a club level team in the city there. And uh, I stopped by to say hi to him. And I just kind of was overseeing a practice about four years ago, maybe five years ago. And um, it kind of just sparked a little coaching buzz bug in me that uh, I wanted to possibly pursue starting that up again because I took like a 10 year hiatus from coaching. And I took on on a club level team and they were getting closer to high school and I quit club level coaching and I uh, accepted the boys position or the the girls position first actually at Clawson and then the boys position and and all the boys that I had in club were uh, approaching high school and they were going to have me as their coach again. So I was able to have my hands on these guys for a couple of years before high school too, which was really beneficial. And is that still the same group that you're working with now? Did you, I, I, I missed that. Yeah. Was, you said this is like a four or five year span here. Yeah. So the junior class now uh, was like my last club level team that I had. So they've had me for four or five years. So that's the junior class and some of the seniors too, for that matter, I, I coached, uh, from time to time. But yeah, so like the, the core that I have now and the core we were talking about earlier, uh, know, they know me pretty well. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you definitely, there's a lot of familiarity and um, quite a bit of experience together. Um, would you say that uh, it's, it's all coming to a, a great mix of chemistry right at the right time then? I would say so. Yeah, you know, as the season goes on, you always get a little bit more too throughout from player to player and player to coach. Um, and when, when the chemistry does click and, and everyone figures out what they got to do and what their role is and accept, accepts that role, rather how big or small it is, that's really when uh, things can take off for you. And, you know, in some teams it takes longer to find that chemistry than others. And, you know, we kind of found out, found ours, like you said, when the calendar hit September and and that's kind of when we took off 
And yeah, I mean, chemistry, chemistry helps a team go a long ways for sure. You said you have uh, an, an, an electric uh, playmaker. That's a threat seemingly every time he's on the ball. Um, what else could you say? Like, uh, how does your team like to play? Um, fast. We like to play fast for sure. Um, and, and, and hard nosed defense, like that's kind of what we pride ourselves on. Um, you know, defend first and, and make sure that back line is, is really good, if not great. And everything else that happens in front of them is just going to happen because we're good. And if we focus on one thing and, and make sure that we're great at that thing, we think everything else will fall in line for us. I think we, we know we can score goals. We know we can, we can get opportunities and it's just a matter of finishing after that. And, uh, you know, I have good goaltending this year and my midfield play, uh, is outstanding. My back line's been great. You know, I have Nick Lamphere, who is a, a, a utility player. You can put him anywhere on the field and he's going to succeed. He's my captain. He's a outstanding individual. So very blessed to have him on the squad too. It sounds like you've uh, got a lot of admiration and respect and are re- really uh, have confidence in your guys. So Thursday, October 14th at 5 o'clock at Clayson, Clawson High School, um, it is the district championship game. Uh, uh, so what do you expect? You're playing Centerline High School. Um, it, what can you expect from them? Yeah, that's not the championship game. That'll just be the first round. So oh, forgive we, me. Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, so Centerline won their league too, right? So so they're, they're, they're league champions in the MAC, a couple divisions lower than us. But you never overlook a team that, that has Ws in their, in their record because at any given day, um, one team's going to be better than the other team, and that's why they play the game. And we're just going to be prepared for them, and and hopefully we can get by them and and move on to Monday and uh, host Notre Dame Prep. Is there uh, uh something like a glint in your eye or some kind of a tell from your team when you know that you know it's their day? Yeah, I, there there is, you know, and I, I think every coach knows that or has a feeling going into a game just based on warm up or, or attitude or how they're carrying themselves that day. Um, and some days when, when, when the coach doesn't think it's your day, you know, they come out and prove you wrong. So, but, uh, th- these boys are hungry. They're real hungry right now. They want to get back, um, in a regional final game and, and try and fix what, um, didn't, didn't go our way last year. So I, I know they're hungry. I know, it's not going to be an effort thing or anything like that. I know what they're capable of doing, and it's just a matter of them coming out there and doing uh, what they've done all year, really. Does Clawson, um have a history of winning um, division titles like they did this year? Um, I think so. My first year with the boys two years ago, we won the Mac Blue. And then last year we actually took a couple steps back. We 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 had a lot of ties on the record and 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 some unfortunate losses in the league. So I think we finished like third or fourth last year. And then um, I don't think they liked the way that felt, so they came out this year and and wanted to change that. What's the best uh, goal you've seen scored in Clawson in your time? <laughs> um. It might have been a, a half volley from Cordon a couple years ago, um, basically off a corner kick. Someone tried to clear it out, and he was standing on top of the 18 and laced it. Or 
Another one comes to mind, I guess, would be a Andrew Newman free kick last season from about 35 yards out, just ropes it and uh, hits the bar and, and goes down and in. And it was uh, just one of those jaw-dropping moments like, how did that uh, – how did, how did he even pull that one off? But, yeah, you see some good ones for sure, you know, when you're, when you're around the game and watching that many games a year. So, it's yeah, it's fun. That's really cool that uh, the, the the skill level. Uh, I mean, respect for the game and all of its different varieties that uh, um, that your players can still impress you and wow you. That that that's fa- that's a really cool uh, quality. Yeah, it is. It's it, it's fun too because uh, in this is this is probably every team in, in the state. To be honest with you, is that you know you're growing as a team and, and individuals are growing as players and and when you think they're kind of stagnant or stalled out, they come out and pull something off that you didn't think they were capable of doing. And, and that just, uh, it's rewarding in itself and not saying that the credit goes to the coach on all that, because a lot of the hard work goes to the player, but it's just really rewarding to see them uh, work so hard to achieve and, and get better. And, and then while you, like you said, it's, it's fun because you're, uh, you turn into a fan at that moment. It's just really cool to be around. Is there anything else, um, about your team or the program that you'd like to share with the listeners? Um, you know, just, uh, it, it's, it's fun and it, it's nice that, um, these bigger schools are, are willing to play us. Um, you know, just a small town. Uh, it, it's cool. It's kind of, uh, I've had people say, you know, Klaus and soccer's, you know, getting on the map and people are starting to notice us and, and that's cool. I mean, that's just cool to hear whether it's from coaching peers or, or referees or just little, little, uh, tweets on Twitter and all that. So, um, no, I just sharing that, you know, we work hard. We have, uh, we have goals we set every year and we really, really, uh, just enjoy being around each other and, and working hard for a common goal. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much uh, for sharing that. Uh, Thursday at five o'clock postseason soccer at Clawson high school versus Centerline. Dan Wickham, uh, head coach of Clawson varsity soccer. Thank you so much for joining Michigan soccer central. Hey, thank you very much. And, and thanks for reaching out to me. Robert Kerr here back to wrap this up for another week of the show, the Michigan Soccer Central Podcast. So glad you decided to listen again this week. Another big week ahead. Like I said, Girls State Cup Championship at the weekend. Be sure if you're out and about, send in your submission for Team of the Week. And also follow Michigan Soccer Central across all of the social medias, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And while we're at it, salute the cap to the brand. Uh, We just hit 5,000 followers on the Instagram platform. So thank you so much for everybody for uh, hitting that follow button and continuing the interest in Michigan Soccer Central into the future and just growing uh, interest in Michigan coverage altogether. So thank you again, listener. Thank you for everyone who follows across the socials. Be sure to send in your team of the week. Big thanks to Jenny Hajnaki for editing the show. Thank you, Dan Katranza, for the music so long ago. Thank you to the guests and all the guests that have come onto the show. Thank you so much. Uh, we're all doing this together, and it's going really well so far.
So, for another week and until next time, enjoy your soccer. Mm-hmm.